You're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have in the studio today? Hello, are you there? I am here. Who are you? I am Brother James from the Bug Nasties. Playing tonight at the Railway Club in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Brother James. Yes, sir. From Seattle, Washington, and you've brought your CD collection up to CITR, your vinyl collection as well, we should say, because there's some vinyl up on the turntables all ready to go to play. So well, I didn't bring it all. Well, <laughs> a, a good little selection. Yeah, no, you did bring it all, right? <laughs> of course you brought it all. You brought most of it all. A In sampling, a U-Haul, yeah. <laughs> a sampling brother James from the Bug Nasties playing tonight at the Railway Club, and we began the Nardwater Human Serviette radio show by playing from Montreal, Fod and the Fed. 
Fez Tones and their song, The Boogaloozer, featuring Bobby Beaton and John Davis from The Gruesomes, also making appearances are guys from the band The Stills slash Undercovers, because before there were Stills, there was the Ska Rockin' Undercovers. And today on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with James and James' record collection from the Bug Nasties. Well, his record collection he's brought up to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada via train. Was it via rail that you came up here? Via rail? What's, what, what, what train track. line? How did the track take you up here? How would you recommend that for people Slow coming? as hell. But very scenic, right? Oh, it was very scenic. Lots of green, lots of water, lots of shaking. Seattle to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada versus the train versus the car versus the Nerdwater Human Serviette Radio Show. Also on the Nerdwater Human Serviette Radio Show, hopefully an interview with the Awkward Stage as well, who are playing tonight at the Biltmore Cabaret in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. The Bug Nasties are playing tonight as part of Mike's birthday celebration. What can you say about that, please? brother james from the bug nasties that's pretty amazing roach was born on friday the 13th how about that 13 is an interesting number because the last time i saw you was 13 years ago and today is friday the 13th <laughs> the last time i saw you james was in san francisco thank that's you for right. giving me a ride to a party i remember the last thing you said to me too what was that i don't know if i can say it on the radio <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I apologize. Oh, the opinions expressed are those of James of the Bug Nasties, and only those of James of the Bug Nasties. Please tune out if you're easily offended. Okay, what did I say to you? <laughs> you said, hey, do you know what the um, the surgeons who were doing the autopsy on Kennedy's brain did? They decided to see if they could put their wieners into the bullet hole. Yes, they <laughs> fucked the neck wound. <laughs> they fucked the neck wound. That's what I thought in 1995, and I've used that gag throughout many interviews, James. And you know what I found out later? That that was actually a rumor started by Paul Krasner from The Realist magazine. It was actually a rumor, so that may not be true. But I want to believe that, though, because that is the ultimate. Like, How can you top any conspiracy story? when you know that little bit of fact there. So I'm you know, sorry I, that it's taken 13 years for me to possibly dispel that, but I still believe that. I still think of that every day, actually. Well, I, I never forget you saying that because basically we were not able to stop laughing for the half of the ride back to Seattle. But I met that dude from Slacker, who's the conspiracy theorist guy in no Austin. No way! Yeah, he's real. His name's like John something, I can't remember, but that he basically was playing himself. I met him at a barbecue once, and uh, I wish I could have thrown that bit of tidbit his way to see what his opinion would have been on it. But um, I just got back from Texas recently and found out that he now lives in Dallas and works for the government. Interesting. Very interesting. What comes around <laughs> goes around. He used all this conspiracy information to help get hired by the government exactly today is friday the 13th it's mike's birthday tonight at the railway club who else is playing what can you tell the people about what's going on well um besides uh the bug nasties uh the band that i play in coming up from seattle uh, mike roach who i don't know how old he will be tonight but he is definitely passing some sort of milestone um his band the manipulators are on the bill and the laundronauts um, don't tell me what clothes they will be wearing, but I'm expecting something very clean. And uh, Duval Star. And the Bug Nasties. And the, and the Manipulators. Nasties. Mike's band as well. And Caller, are you there? Hello, Caller. Are, hello, Caller, are you there? 
Are you there, caller? I push this button. I push all the <laughs> buttons, and let's see what happens. Caller, are you there? Hello, caller. It's like Frasier. Uh, hello, caller. Are you there? Hello, caller. Call. Okay, well, caller, try phoning back if you're hearing me and I'm not hearing you. And listeners, if you're hearing me, well, thank you for listening to the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show. I will say, how did you meet Mike? How did you meet Mike? How did I meet Mike? Well, um, Mike met Doug White, who was the lead singer for the Sinister Six. At a garage shock, by chance? Um, I don't know. No. Well, I don't know how the hell they met, but they knew each other. And uh, turns out that his old band used to play a Sinister Six song called Little Black Pills. And um, then the Bug Nasties and the, um, say the disclaimer now. We said it once. Okay, so we can keep, okay, the fucking Eagles and the Bug Nasties and the Manipulators were playing a show together. And uh, Mike comes up to me and he's like, oh yeah, we used to cover Black Pills, blah, 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 and uh, love your bands, et cetera, et cetera, and you know, we decided that we were kindred spirits and uh, that we were going to rock the planet together and bring Vancouver and Seattle closer. And there we go. We're doing it. Caller, are you... <laughs> caller, are you there? Hello? Caller, are you there? Caller, are you there? Oh, caller! <laughs> the caller is here. Well, There's somebody. Uh, thank you for... <laughs> thank you, caller. Can you hear me, caller? I certainly can. Who are you, caller? My name is Gareth. I play in a little band called the Laundronauts. Oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, Gareth. Oh, thanks for having me, Nardwar. We also have on the show here today Brother James from the Bug Nasties in studio. He's an amazing man. What can you explain about the Bug Nasties and the Laundronauts and what's going to be happening tonight, please, Gareth? Well, first of all, I would just like to say, vamos a bailar como si nunca hubiéramos pegado, which roughly translated, we're going to dance like we've never been hit. Yeah, <laughs> far out. <laughs> I think Brother James knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, he, he quoted me in another language. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, so you can expect that. From the Laundro Knots tonight at the Railway Club, who else is in the Laundro Knots? Well, we have... Steve Anot, he plays the big guitar sounds, and he operates the laundroscope. And then we also have Gordon Knot knocking out the biggest beats and the cleanest beats this side of Jupiter. What can you tell the people about the Laundro Knots, Gareth? You have several, can I say, gimmicks, space and laundry together, right? Yes. It's the dual gimmick of space mixed with laundry. We're about 75% laundry still, but we keep that last 35% reserved for space travel. <laughs> Searching for information on the Laundronauts, when one goes to YouTube and enters in Laundronauts, what comes up? Well, several things come up. A lot of uh, MySpace pages, which is an Earth thing uh, that you use for bands on this planet, but also an eco-friendly laundromat in the U.S. called uh, Jason and the Laundronauts. <laughs> and who are they and what do they do? They actually climb in, don't they? They climb in. Well, those, those are other Laundronauts, yes. Actually, the term goes back to the 1950s and 60s where people would climb in, you know, frat kids climb in to the large dryers, go for a few spins before the owner kicks them out, yes. 
Londro Knots is pretty close to Knots, i.e. Londro Knots, Love Me Knots. What can you say about the band The Love Me Knots, Brother James? I love The Love Me Knots. That's what I can say. What can you say about the band The Love Me Knots, Gareth? Are they too good to be true? This is too good to be true, The Love Me Knots. They're, they're better than true. They've gone back to being false. That's how good The Love Me Knots are. Boom! The Love Me Knots have played with both the Bug Nasties and the Laundry Knots are going to be playing with the Love Me Knots and the Bug Me Nasties coming up too, right? <laughs> it's very true. We're doing a little mini tour with the Love Me Knots in California later on in September. Terrific. It's the Spin Cycle Tour? It could be titled the Spin Cycle Tour. Uh, Attack of the Laundromedans. We're not too sure. Right now it's just the Love Me Knots with the Laundro Knot. So. so the Bug Nasties have the name the Bug Nasties. What sort of buggish songs do you have, James? Oh, well, we... we have Is a few... Bug mentioned in a song no, at all? No, not at all. But basically, you know, the songs are meant to bug. But you, Gareth, <laughs> you are not afraid to mention laundry in your songs, are you? Who, uh, us? The yes. Laundry Knots or yes. the Bug Nasties? Well, are the Bug Nasties not afraid to mention laundry? Are there any songs about laundry? Have you ever written a song about laundry, Bug Nasties, Brother James? Um, I wrote a song about defecating once, where maybe you'd have to do laundry afterwards. Did you ever mention the word shirt in a song? No. Not one? Not shirt or shirtless. Although Brother James has some nice shirts, according to the pictures I've seen on the MySpace page. Yeah, I, I, I like to shop. We'll do your laundry anytime, Brother James. <laughs> you got it. So, Gareth, the Laundro Knots, what sort of songs do you have relating to laundry? One of them is Spin Cycle, right? That was actually the first song we wrote was Spin Cycle. Uh, our, our guitarist's wife, who actually played in Captain Cook and the Nook of Sound sometime back with us, uh, told us about a phenomenon. Being men, we did not understand this. A phenomenon that sometimes we hear some women, certain women... Uh, will sit on uh, a top-loading laundry machine during the spin cycle and enjoy it in feminine ways that men can't even comprehend. <laughs> we were so inspired by this, we wrote a song. It was our first song. Where did you get inspired to do the Laundro Knots? You've done a lot of traveling, Gareth, like a lot of South American action. How would the Laundro Knots go over in South America? And what were you doing down in South America? I never quite understood that. You spent a good deal of time down there. I know, it's one of those things that happened. I do these long bicycle tours in South America, and then I end up staying and collecting records and hanging out with the locals and uh, just trying to stay clean, basically. But mostly I've been in Buenos Aires, where there's a, a really happening kind of garage rock, rock and delete trash can, you name it, kind of cool underground music scene right now. So that's been really great, hanging out with bands like Los Peyotes, the uh, Elio Los Olibres, the uh, Solos Petardos Salvajes, all these great bands down in Buenos Aires. So, uh, yeah, no, it's a happening town, man. What bands have you been in over the course of your career, Gareth? Because, of course, you did the Garage Grooves radio show. I think you did your fanzine. You promoted the mummies in Victoria. Talking no. about garage rock pedigree, eh? Well, yeah, we know when you're a kid growing up in Victoria and you're stuck, you just have to, if you don't put on shows and try and promote these bands, they're never going to come. So, yeah, the, the mummies, the monomen, the phantom surfers, all these bands, Fortuna Maltese, we got them through town, and then later on playing in, in little bands, although, uh, yeah, yeah, we, uh, you know, we left the planet and went to Laundromeda, and now we're coming back as the Laundronauts, so we don't really like to mention our 
our former projects too much with this band. We just kind of, this is ground zero with the laundry. The Laundronauts playing tonight at the Railway Club with the Bug Nasties, with Duval Star and the Manipulators, all part of Mike Roach's birthday party. Are you familiar yes. with the man known as Mike Roach? Happy birthday, Mike. Are you familiar? How did you meet Mike? Matt, Mike, me? Yes. Laundronauts? Yeah, Mike, Mike found us somehow. I don't know too sure. He, he just found us and... Uh, yeah, every now and again we get these characters like Mike and Nicole from the Loving Up. These people are just kind of, they understand the laundry right away, and, and they've been great. Mike has been amazing. He, he hooked us up with the Bug Nasties, and he's uh, he's been putting on shows. With us. We're going to do some more stuff with him later in the summer. He is the man. That's T-H-A, the. Well, thank you so much for phoning in to the Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show. Gareth from the Laundro Knots playing tonight at the Railway Club. In oh, Vancouver, no, it's my British pleasure. Columbia, Happy birthday, Mike, and uh, good talking to you, Brother James, as well. I hope to see you all at the show. I'll be there, Gareth. Well, thanks Rock so much, roll. Gareth. Keep on rocking in the free world, and doot, doot, loot, do. Doot, doot. And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show. And that was Gareth from the Laundro Knots playing tonight at the Railway Club in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with the Manipulators, Duval Star, and the Bug Nasties. And James from the Bug Nasties is up here live on CITR Radio with me, Nardwar the Human Serviette. And we have some Bug Nasties ready to go. What can you tell the people about what we are going to hear right now? We're going to hear a song called Something Ain't Right. Uh, basically, a song detailing when things don't seem right and I can't explain what they are. All I can do is say it in an adjective. The Bug Nasties.
lovely and warm, but it's not the same. It's only got one speed and it's got no sway. still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardward, a human serviette radio show. And who do we still have in the studio? Hello. Who are you again? Brother James from the Bug Nasties. Hello, James. What did we just hear from your collection? The Easy Beats, Easy Beats 3, song called You Said That. And I suggested that song because... 
I didn't want to play the song that you suggested. Sorry, I didn't play the song that you suggested. Yeah, you didn't play Sorry, so you better be sorry. I've never actually heard <laughs> that song that you just played. What more can you say about this particular song? What album is this from? How much Easy Beat stuff do you have? I have uh, four records. Um, this is their third album from when they were still in Australia, and their their records went Easy Beats, Easy Beat, Easy Beats Two, and Easy Beats Three. And then, and then after Easy Beats Three was uh, the Friday on My Mind LP, which they did after they moved to London. How much Easy Beats can you hear in ACDC? Quite a bit, you know, because George, actually George Young and Henry Vonda, the two guitar players for the Easy Beats, produced like the first two or three ACDC records, I believe. And um, obviously, George Young is the older brother of Angus and Malcolm Young, and for those who know that it's obvious for those who don't they just found out um the guitar playing is pretty simple you know but it's great hooky catchy you know a d to g sort of riffage that um is in the easy beats like some of those later easy beat songs you'd almost swear was pre-acdc and before that we heard the londro knots with spin cycle just post acdc who are also playing tonight with the Bug Nasties at the Railway Club with the Manipulators and Duval Star. And you are, of course, James from the Bug Nasties. And before the Laundronauts, we heard the Bug Nasties. Yep. From your first CD? The, so far, it's the only CD. Um, we're working on a single. Um, Got to get it recorded. But we're going to put out a single hopefully later this year. But other than that, this is it. Uh, which way you want to go that was uh, something ain't right from that record and that came out um a year ago just a little over a year ago james what was geezer fest <laughs> geezer fest speaking so, of shania twain yeah well uh, yeah shania and the rest of us geezers basically got she wasn't a part of it but shania has said that <laughs> it's amazing that Madonna or whatever had to hit at 42 or whoever had to hit at 42. Who was I saying had to hit at 42? Was it Madonna? I don't know. You said Tina Turner. Okay, Tina Turner. Okay, I guess because I was saying Madonna must have had a hit at 42. But we're foreshadowing Tina. Why didn't, why didn't Shania mention Madonna? Okay, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mentioned Tina Turner. Oh, I didn't mean, mention, mean to mention that. But yes, what is Geezer Fest? Well, it was a fest that happened last year where a bunch of geezers from the... Uh, ancient halcyon days of sub pop got together and shared the stage once again in glory and uh, drunken debacle what particular bands played because this is different than the upcoming sub pop anniversary party weekend are you aware of this upcoming sub pop anniversary weekend i I am aware (laughs) because you did play in the sub pop act Cat Butt, the legendary Cat Butt, who are not included in this upcoming Sub Pop 20th anniversary I am also weekend. aware of that. <laughs> did you ask to play on it? Yes, I did. And what did they say? Um, we would love to have you play, but unfortunately, too many bands and not enough spaces. I am truly, truly sorry, signed Jonathan Poneman. So who played Geezer Fest then? All the bands that didn't get to play this thing happening this summer. This is pretty exciting, some of the bands that played there. Yeah, I mean, well, basically, if if you want me to to say it, because I know he's not listening, um, these, most, all the bands that played that were a part of Sub Pop, not all the bands that played were. I mean, it wasn't like a Sub Pop fest, but it, it was 
basically a celebration of the bands that were kicking around Seattle from 86 to 90 or new bands with people that were in those old bands because the Bug Nasties played. Um, but Caput got together for the first time since we broke up in 89 and Blood Circus played and Swallow played. So that love battery as well. And Chad Channing's band before Cars. So it was basically a bunch of guys who were shown the door by Sub Pop at one point or another. <laughs> what was Chad Channing's band like? He, of course, was one of the early drummers in Nirvana. What was yeah. his new band like? Has he been living off royalties all these years? How's he doing? You know, I, he owns a home on the other side of the peninsula, so he might have bought it with some royalties. I'm not sure. I never asked him, but I do know that uh, his he's playing guitar and singing in this new band. He's, oh, a little twist there, then. Yeah, he's not the drummer. They're called Before Cars, and they're very they're very melodic. They're they're sort of like um, not power pop, but kind of kind of, sort of indie sounding, kind of alt country sounding. Did Catbutt ever play with Nirvana? You must have. Yeah. What did Kurt think of Catbutt? He seemed to like it. I mean, I. Did he have many interactions with Kurt at all? I had a couple. I used to have his phone number. <laughs> so I guess we interacted a little bit. You know, we used to share was some he beers. Looking, yeah, was he looking to borrow a pedal or something like that? Um, no, but I did ask him for a ride once, and he couldn't take me there because he had to get back to uh, Gig Harbor, or Nova Selleck did. But um, we played a show once with Nirvana. We, we, only, played, we only played like two gigs with him, but... We did one that was pretty big in summer of 89, and I just have this vivid memory of uh, this bucket of ice had melted, and it was just like a, you know, like a wash bucket full of just cold-ass water. And I, I was drunk, and I was, like, reaching my hand in there and, like, sprinkling it in people's faces as they would walk in the door to kind of freak them out. And Kurt saw me do that, and he said... You know, it would be really great is if you dunked me in there. And I said, okay. And I took his head and I put him under the water. And I figured I'd just pull back up and he'd come back up. But I I released my hand and he kept his head under there for, it must have been at least a minute and a half. <laughs> and then he comes up and he's just like, oh. <laughs> That's and, amazing foreshadowing to his ability to scream. Eh? That shows he's able to hold his breath, really just let it go, right? Yeah, yeah. And or maybe that he had a death wish. I don't know. I mean, he just didn't seem to mind that he was in there. So it was just something to do, to kill the time. Yeah, or just go to some astral plane. Did he play afterwards, after getting dunked, or was yeah. this after the gig? It was after he got, it was It was before he played. So just to gear himself up yeah. for it. Where was that particular gig? It was at a place called COCA, which stands for Center of Contemporary Art in Seattle. They still have... Coca in Seattle, but no longer in this location. It's now a Harley Davidson shop on First Avenue. Um, but it was it was a it was a center where they do avant garde art showings. And this guy Larry Reed was the curator there at the time, and he brought on lots of cool shows. And this was um, Mud Honey, Cat Butt, and Nirvana playing one night. And uh, Guar had played the night before with Tad. And uh, the dwarves. It's good times. And we have a caller. Hello, caller. Are you there? Hello. Hello, <laughs> caller. Are you there? 
Yeah, hi, can you hear me? Yes, hello, who are you? Hi, I'm Shane Nelkin from the band The Awkward Stage. How are you? Good, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing great. Shane, you are playing tonight at the Biltmore. Yes, we are. We have a, a CD release show for our brand new record. It just came out on Tuesday on Mint Records. It's called Slimming Mirrors, Flattering Lights. And we are playing a show at the Biltmore tonight with the Streetlight and the Nine Circa. And there are some exciting visuals being provided by Happy Bat Cinema that a lot of Vancouver residents know. Uh, cool one of the coolest video stores uh, anywhere. It's on Main, It's just on Main, and is it 16th, 15th, something like that. Shane, you're live on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show with me, Nardwar to Human Serviette. You're Pleasure. playing tonight your band, The Awkward Stage, at the Biltmore, but also on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show here today is James from the band The Bug Nasties, who are playing tonight at the Railway Club. So I just wanted cool. to introduce you to James. James, hey, that's great. say hello to Shane. Hey, Shane. Hey, James, how are you? I'm good. Sorry we're uh, competing tonight. I, I know, that's terrible. I, I, I wish I could uh, be in two places at once. The Railway versus the Biltmore tonight oh in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. <laughs> now, I've asked about you, Shane. I mean, you're Shane from Awkward Stage, but who else is in the Awkward Stage? Is it true that you have a guy in your band who yeah. was in the movie Snakes on a Plane and <laughs> Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. Ty Runyon, he plays guitar. He's the lead guitar player and he plays some synth in our band and yeah those are those are uh, uh, just a couple he's 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 got quite an impressive uh, list of uh, of uh, accomplishments in the acting world in fact he and I he was in a submarine film with Harrison Ford and once we were out for beers together at the Irish Heather and uh, who would who should walk in but Han Solo himself so I I, I didn't I, I can't really say that I met him but I was in close proximity to him. Well. <laughs> so there is you, Shane. There is Ty. Who else is in the awkward stage? Oh, and I should say, Ty is filming a movie in India right now, so he's not going to be there tonight. We oh, have, okay. So, uh, who else is in the awkward stage? We have Tony Colin on drums, Chris Mitchell on trumpet. We have Today we have Howard Redekop on bass, who also produced the record. Um, we have... Who am I missing? We have... Alana and Sasha joining us on violin. We have Colin Masco on sa on saxophone. We have Doug Little joining us on musical saw. Um, Adam Jones joining us on upright bass. There's a hu huge list of people, but mainly it's Chris, Tony, Michael, Ty, and myself. Shane from the Awkward Stage, as I mentioned, James from the Bug Nasties is here live on the Nardwarty Human Serviet Radio Show. They're playing tonight at the Rowing mm -hmm. Club. The Bug Nasties are from Seattle, Washington. Nice. Home of the Sonics. Well, Tacoma are is we, home of the we're Sonics. We're reforming and playing a show. That's, That's what right. I understand. Is this true? October the 31st? It's not only true, I have a ticket. Is, where is that? It's got to be sold out by now, hey? Um, I don't think it is sold out yet, but... Because uh, my friend Liam told me about it. I'm hoping he's, he can get me a ticket. It's a little pricey. Um, oh, really? So I, I think with the turn down in the economy, it might not sell out as quickly as you would hope. But How much were tickets, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, well, I, I went for the top dollar. Nice. So with Actually. surcharge and all that crap, it's, I paid $78. Whoa. But I'm sitting in the second row center. And it is the Sonics for crying out loud. It is. Well, it's Jerry Rosley, Larry Paripa, and uh, Rob Rind. Right. And then the drummer from uh, The Wailers. Now, have either of you guys heard them in, like, recent years? How do they sound? I I went to YouTube and heard them um, from live from Cave Stomp when they played Cave Stomp last November. Yeah. And, you know, they, they look like a bunch of, uh, you know, 
history professors, but uh, as soon as they started playing Cinderella, it was bum, 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 bum. No exactly what you would want. I've often said that the, that the saxophone in the wrong hands is is one of the most evil things in the world, but that is my that is exactly how it should sound yeah. on those Sonics records. That is how the saxophone should always be played. Where is the gig happening in Seattle? James Nasty's playing tonight at the Railway versus Shane from the Awkward Stage <laughs> playing tonight at the Biltmore. Where is the gig happening in Seattle? And is it October thirty first, Halloween? It is Halloween, and it's at the Paramount. Which is, you know, that's about a 3,000-seat fancy Is that a soft-seater, or is it a floor to it? Um, they can do both, but this one has reserved seats. So, yeah, soft seats. You, Shane, from the Awkward Stage, yes, have done your part in helping to spread the genius of the Sonics, haven't you? I, 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 I like to think so, sure. Uh, at least with, like, a, a sort of a, a new group of kids uh, going back, I guess... Over 10 years, you know, being in all these garage bands. Did you not? like most garage bands, we just skip over the entire Sonics catalog. And, and uh, you know, we, we, play, we must have played, well, a lot of their songs, both in, in the Blue Lodge Quartet, our, our burlesque band, and, and, of course, the Come Ons as well. Did you not play some Sonic song live on air with John McEnroe? I did indeed. <laughs> and I was, I was playing guitar with A.C. No, Newman, no, hold on. Yeah. Phonographers. We were on the John McEnroe show, the short-lived MSNBC show, and they came up to us in our dressing room. I remember Reverend Al Sharpton was on that as well. It was totally surreal. We hadn't slept in 24 hours. We drove straight from Boston to the studio, and they said, well, John McEnroe plays guitar, and he would like to chat with you guys at the end of the show. So I, I said, what do you like? What do you listen to? He said, oh, everything. And I said, well, do you know the Sonics? And he said, yeah, I love the Sonics, which blew me away. <laughs> And I said, well, what about the witch? Let's do the witch. And he knew it, and he just said, oh, just show me the riff again. So I, I showed him the bam, 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 boom, 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 boom. And uh, so basically as he thanked his guests, we jammed the witch. He took the first solo, and then I took the second one. It was surreal with the Reverend Al Sharpton looking on. Doing hand, was he doing hand claps? Was Sharpton doing hand claps or anything <laughs> like that? <laughs> I don't recall. I don't recall if he was or not. That almost sounds as good as, as like Mike Tyson doing the Monster Mash on the Jimmy Kimmel show. I did. I have not seen that. I got some YouTube no, to do. To <laughs> Is there some footage of that? Is there some footage of AC Newman and yeah. the awkward stage with John McEnroe yeah, and playing you know, a Sonic really song? Yeah, really me out is that he he takes a solo and then he points to me in, in his gesture as in now you, and I proceed to just take his head off with this like. Ear splitter, but and I told all my friends about it. Oh, you got to watch when it's on. I I told take McEnroe's head off, and then when we watch, finally watch the broadcast. As soon as he points to me, I pick up my guitar as though to start soloing, and the show ended. So I yeah. cheated out of my moment of glory. I just think it's amazing that you did a Sonic song on national television. You're probably one yeah. of the first bands to do that. Maybe now some other people have slipped stuff in. But this was, I think, before the Sonics even had like an ad, like Have a Love right. Will Travel was like part of that. You were spreading the gospel yeah. of the Sonics. <laughs> And I should add that the McEnroe show was canceled shortly after that. <laughs> and James has he a little update him. on John McEnroe, don't you? Oh, he, well, this is public knowledge, right? Do you know who John McEnroe's wife is? His wife is O'Neill. He was married to Tatum O'Neill, wasn't he? He was, but he's married to somebody else now. No, who's his, who's his current wife? Patty Smythe. Oh. From Scandal. That's right. Yeah. I so, didn't know that. So she could have come on stage and sang with you. That would have been hot. Or he could have busted into the warrior. 
<laughs> that would have been that would have been too surreal. Shane, you've bumped into quite a few people. Harrison Ford, John McEnroe. You've done Sonic stuff. Did you fall at Sting's feet? What was it like? You <laughs> fell at Sting's. Was it Sting or is it Bono? Who was that? I, I did fall at Sting's feet inadvertently. Uh, I uh, remember when GM Place, the, our, our arena here in Vancouver, first opened. So this is like I don't know whenever that was like. Early 90s, mid 90s, mid 90s, I guess, mid 90s, 95, 96, something like that, whenever it opened. And a friend of mine worked for a pharmaceutical company and got box seats, and I'd never been there before. And he said, Oh, Sting's playing. Do you want to go? A free free ticket. So I went, and, and uh, we, we were just milling about, checking out all the, all the box, the, the hallway around the box suite area. I'd never been in a, you know, in a suite or anything before. So we were just kind of. Walking around, and I saw these two girls coming towards us who were very beautiful and very well dressed and utterly out of my league. And so, just as a practical joke with my friend, as we passed these two girls, I pretended to hit my head really hard on the on this partition that was jutting out of the wall, and I hit the ground and started convulsing in front of these girls, hoping that they would, you know, show me a bit of pity. <laughs> Completely fake. So I was lying there, sort of convulsing, holding my head. <laughs> And uh, when I next looked up, there was Sting standing over me, ask, asking me if I was all right. <laughs> and I, I, I said, yes, I, I was okay. And kind of months later, he was on the stage. But I heard he was a real humanitarian, so he must have been very concerned about you. <laughs> he seems worried sick. <laughs> Shane from the awkward stage, getting hurt, though, is nothing new for you. For instance, like... On the cover of your brand new CD, there is a model wearing yep. a mini skirt of Christmas lights. Did she right. get hurt? Did the model get hurt? Well, she got warmed. Or should uh, I, let, let's first say, explain what the cover of your CDs have been. Like this particular CD, you must have had a real big budget this time, eh? <laughs> I did. Actually, I, I, I had to be, call everyone I knew. You'd be surprised how hard it is to get Christmas lights but the thing you know, is, in the middle of the year. But, but versus your old album, your old album, you didn't have a live model, did you? I didn't. I, I had a girl named Vanessa who is an inflatable American. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she's, I still have her. She's still with me. So now, I mean, the budget went through the roof. You're able to hire a real person. <laughs> Although you don't see a head and feet. So, yeah, actually, you do on the back. You're right. Yeah, she's indeed a real name, Elise Workington. Yeah, and could you, uh, could you explain the cover for people that haven't seen it? What is the cover of the Awkward Stages uh, it's record? It's basically a close-up of a girl in an alley wearing, uh, wearing a miniskirt made up of Christmas lights that I, that I made. It's a, it's a garment I hope will take off if I can figure out a way to make it less burny. And, less and did she burn? She didn't actually burn. Uh, it was a really cold day. I felt for her. Her her upper torso and her lower legs were freezing cold, and her basically her her midsection was on fire. Now but we made sure we just we just plugged her in for the photo, and then we'd unplug it. And Vanessa, when you finished with <laughs> Vanessa, you popped her. So did you pop? <laughs> no, I I, <laughs> I have uh, as much luck with the live girl. Mm-hmm. And you are Shane from the Awkward Stage mm-hmm. playing tonight. CD release. Is it coming out on LP as well? Yes, we're, we're saving up money to put it out on, on vinyl. I hope to release the first record on vinyl, uh, on vinyl as well. So, so uh, people who like the Awkward Stage can hopefully 
to look forward to that. But yeah, this will be coming out at some point soon, as soon as we save up enough money. But it, it is on vinyl. It is on CD right now, and tonight at the Biltmore, people can go down and pick up the Awkward Stages new CD. You're playing a gig at the Biltmore. You've played other places in Vancouver. In fact, you opened for the Zombies, who are also coming to town again to celebrate an, the anniversary of Odyssey and Oracle. They're playing at a casino somewhere, um, and we did have the pleasure of opening for them. They also uh, sounded just incredible, I, I was, and they were such great, gracious, uh, wonderful guys as well. James, have you played with any legends in the Bug Nasties? Have you played with the Seeds? Have you played with Love or any of those bands? Have you seen the... Zombies. And, of course, James is from the Bug Nasties playing tonight at the Railway Club in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I've seen seen love. I got to see Arthur Lee on stage before he passed away. That was was amazing. I've seen Sky Saxon and his many incarnations of the seeds. And every time I see him, he always uh, gives me a big old hug and acts like, we grew up and did acid in the day together. Um, uh-huh. Even though I know he doesn't remembers me, he remembers some vague image of me from some past life. But um, the only legend um, that I ever had the pleasure of playing with, uh, aside but, from Kurt Cobain, who we talked about earlier. Oh yeah, well, you know. James dunked <laughs> Kurt Cobain in a whole bunch of cold water. Wow, Shame. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, he seemed to like it. <laughs> but. Um, um, we got to play with uh, Andre Williams and the Flash Express uh, a couple years ago, and I consider that to be a highlight for me as far as playing with some legends. Were you the backup band? I wish. No, the Flash Express was. But um, we did do a cover of uh, Baby Don't Do It, the Marvin Gaye song, and I dedicated it to Andre, and he came out, and he boogied a little, and said, he said to me, he goes, uh, this is one bad motherfucker. But you got to do something about that hair, man. You look like a choir boy. <laughs> I met him at some slot machines in Vegas once at a garage grind as well. He he was a riot. How was he doing? As far as when I'm... I saw him? As How was he as... doing on the slot machines? <laughs> oh, he was just hanging out. He had a whole, whole bunch of people around him. And, uh, he was kind of he was uh, messing with his dentures, if I recall. <laughs> Shane, you sorry. Go ahead. Jane. Backstage, when we played with him, he was eating dinty more, and he took a nap. And when we started playing, he was still taking a nap. And I told him, I said, "Oh, you got to come see us." You know, he's like, "I'm gonna watch you. I'm gonna watch you." And then, like, right when we started that Marvin Gaye song, he sure enough like boying up like like a zombie. You know, just came right out. But cool. um, he did. He did tell me about uh, sharecropping and about his son and uh, and Tina Turner. No, we didn't talk about Tina. Actually, and we have some Tina Turner coming up but on you know, another Human Survey Radio show. Ike and Tina Turner. Ike and coming Tina up. Turner review. But you know, you know what he did say to me though. I said I, I mentioned Shake a Tail Feather, and he goes, "I wish I'd never written that song." No kidding. <laughs> apparently, why? Because some rap guys covered it years later. I don't. Know. Apparently, I don't know. You know, you know what I think it is. I think that uh, you know he's owed a lot of money that he never got. Yeah, is what I suspect. So it makes him angry when he hears yeah. it. <laughs> Shane, from the awkward stage, you mentioned jumping in and running into, jumping the money into the slots there with Andre Williams in Vegas. Do you have dealings with the Flight of the Concords or Lindsay Lohan? Dealings with Lindsay Lohan or Flight of the Concords? I I wish. (laughs) Is there any connection there? Did A.C. Newman play with Flight of the Concords or Lindsay Lohan? Hmm. 
Not that I recall. I, 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 I mean, if I, if we played with Flight of the Concords and and Lilo, and I missed it, I that show must have happened without me. I, I'm not, I'm not aware of that. You're not afraid to have an opinion, are you, Shane, from the awkward stage? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I like to think that's true, sure. I mean, you're listening to CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Nardwater Human Survey Radio Show with Shane from the Awkward Stage and James from the Bug Nasties, James playing the Railway Club, Shane playing the Biltmore all tonight here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. You're not afraid to have an opinion because sometimes on the CBC, you do your dear Shane thing, oh, don't you? Oh, that's true, yes. And you sometimes put people down, don't you? Like, for instance, you got mad at the band Priestess for liking cats? <laughs> I, did, I didn't get mad. I actually, I actually praised them for breaking down boundaries. You know, people always think of, uh, of um, metal musicians as these sort of, you know, biting the heads off ass type of... These are some sensitive, sensitive guys who are just concerned for the welfare of cats while on tour, and I commended them for, for breaking down those boundaries. But it was and a... I, I offered some advice as to how, to how to make their cats more comfortable while they're on the road. <laughs> and it involved uh, uh, basically spraying an effigy of yourself, making an effigy of yourself out of pillows and, and propping it in front of a TV and soaking it in your own scent, <laughs> just so that the cat would feel a little less alone. Yeah. Now, do you realize, Shane, that mm-hmm. James was in a band called Cat Butt? Hey, the All le- right, we've the- come full circle. Yeah. Yes, the legendary Cat Butt. Were, were people <laughs> offering you those suggestions when you were in Cat Butt? Did any of that apply to Cat Butt touring, like when you were touring with L7? The sensitivity of the butt itself or the, <laughs> the entire animal? Were people always <laughs> offering suggestions to Cat Butt? How were relations in Cat Butt? Well, relations in Cat Butt were a little rocky, but that had nothing to do with cats. Um However, uh, people, people, wait, people, wait. people had lots of suggestions. Yeah, like you know, tell that singer to take the headband off of his his head, or uh, you know, you guys, you know, maybe you shouldn't drink so much when you get on stage. <laughs> um, uh, have you had any critiques like maybe that? Maybe you should at all, bathe Shane? a little bit. <laughs> Shane, have you had any critiques like that after you've played? Um, yeah, well, the, the one that every musician I think dreads cutting off of stage is, is the person that says, hey, it looks like you guys were having a lot of fun up there. That's usually code for, that was awful, and yeah. I don't know what else to say to you. <laughs> James, when you were touring with L7, were you there when L7 famously took the tampon out and chucked it at the audience? Oh, no, no, that, that was at the Reading Festival. I saw that on TV, though. That was very impressive, and I, I could tell that Danita was really pissed off when she did it. Was there any foreshadowing <laughs> that she would do stuff like that? Were oh, L7 yeah. that wild all the time? Well, yeah, I mean... Or not wild, or, or I shouldn't say wild, because I guess one the crowd deserved it, right? One of their favorite sayings was, drop trow, and um, they say that all the time. And, uh, and Danita, whenever she had to pee, you know, just like a guy, she had no problem doing that right in front of me, just, you know, and... <laughs> I remember seeing that one time on the top of a roof in Chicago, just going like, man, you know, is, you know, do you want to use the bathroom somewhere? And she's like, you know, I've been spending six weeks with you in a van. You don't think I can piss in front of you? And <laughs> she did, you know. Be thankful it was a number one. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the exchanging fluids across America tour 1989. <laughs> Swapping fluids. Swapping fluids, cat butt and L7 all across America. Mm-hmm. And the tour continues tonight. 
to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. On one side of town, the Bug Nasties versus the other side of town, Shane and the Awkward so- Stage. The awkward Stage at the Biltmore, the Bug Nasties at the Railway Club with the Manipulators, Duval Star and the Laundronauts. Actually, who's playing with you tonight, Shane? Who else is playing tonight at the Biltmore? Any other bands? Yeah, there's a band called The Streetlight. Uh, which I think are a new band featuring members of the Beans, I think, are in that band, and a band called the Nine Circa, who a lot of people in Vancouver might know. Shane, what is a snifty snake? <laughs> it's, a, it's a really, really twisted and bizarre board game that was manufactured right here in, in uh, Burnaby, B.C., uh, and I saw it in the window of a toy store, and I couldn't believe my eyes. I thought for sure it had to be from out east. Uh, you know, the French Canadians, I thought, were behind it for sure. It was just really bizarre. There's this full-grown man and two children on the on the front of the box wearing these giant Elton John sort of glasses with this uh, long snout that is attached to the sort of nose of the glasses. And, and, and you, you use this snout to push these pegs around. And uh, it's it's a ridiculous game, and uh, it's best to be played when you're really, really inebriated. From Burnaby, British Columbia, Canada. From, that's right. Snifty Snakes. Check your uh, local Sh- stores. Shane, what song would you like to hear here? I have The Anime Eyes. Is that brand new from the Awkward Stage? That is, yeah. Anime Eyes. That's, uh, that's one of our ones. That'd be great. What about Skeletal Blonde? Yeah, that's another one uh, <laughs> off the new record. Um, and, um, Which one would yeah, you like well, to hear? Let's see. Uh, yeah, go for anime eyes. Well, thanks so much for phoning into the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show, Shane from the Awkward Stage, and thank you for clearing up the John McEnroe Sonics moment. Have we got all the details now, or all the details down? I just I, want to make sure because it's the most incredible story ever. Al Sharpton, the new <laughs> pornographers, Shane, I've, the Sonics, John McEnroe. I've got to get behind, get get to the bottom of this Lindsay Lohan flight of the Concord thing. I, I I'm going to be up tonight. It's, I'll have to call Carl. Maybe they played that show without me. Well, thanks so much, Shane. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 loot do. Do do. And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show. That was Shane from the Awkward Stage playing tonight at the Biltmore. We also still have James from the Bug Nasties here live on CITR who are playing tonight at the Railway Club. And we have some cat butt all ready to go here, James, some cat butt. And then after that, we're going to be hearing some stuff from the awkward stage on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Actually, we'll also probably put in some Ike and Tina Turner in there as well, and maybe some Mullins, yeah. too, on CITR, maybe, FM 102, Maybe Cable some other stuff, too. Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada.
and you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. Who did we just hear James from the band The Bug Nasties? We heard the Mullins from Dallas, Texas. What are they doing now? Well, um, they just finished a new album, and um, they are still in existence. Uh Matt Mayo uh, lived in Seattle for a while, and now he's back in Houston, but he commutes to Dallas to record and play shows. And uh, we just finished a mini tour of Texas, and we played an amazing show with them in Dallas back in April. Do you remember the venue Taco Land at all? Oh, of course, Taco Land. Yeah. In fact, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, one of the shows that we played on this mini tour was a tribute to... Uh, Ram Ayala, who used to run Taco Land, who was uh, murdered, unfortunately. And uh, they started this thing called the Ram Jam, and we played uh, in San Antonio, Ram Jam 3, which is every year a bunch of Texas bands get together and play. And because Catbutt and the Sinister Six had played Taco Land and knew Ram, they let us hop on that gig. And then the next night we played with the Mullins. Ron was an amazing fellow, wasn't he? Oh, he was hilarious. I mean, this big, giant uh, Mexican-American fellow who, you know, wore sunglasses in the dark and and uh, greeted all the bands every time you come in with, you know, what's up, pussy, or something like that. And, and I remember him just, the minute I met him, the first thing he did was he said, you know, you guys better rock tonight, and you better drink Pearl beer, you know. And Pearl was like the the shit beer from the local brewery down the street. And of course, a Pearl brewery guy was sitting on the stool, drinking. I don't know. He probably wasn't drinking Pearl. He was probably drinking like a, uh, you know, whiskey or something like that. But they made sure that I drank it, and it was warm, and it sucked. But I smiled and I said, "Yeah, it's great." <laughs> and but I loved Ram. He was cool. And. Before the Mullins, we heard the Awkward Stage, who are playing tonight at the Biltmore. And we also heard an interview just before that, actually before the Cat But We heard an interview with Shane from the Awkward Stage. Shane had run into Harrison Ford, and you had your own little Harrison Ford dealings yourself, didn't you, James, from the Bug Nasties? Not, Indirectly. Not, not Harrison Ford. Indirectly, it's though. It's more like, more like the 12 degrees of separation. The 12 degrees of Harrison Ford. <laughs> was... The Seattle connection to Star Wars. The Seattle that's connection right, to Star right. Wars. That's, yes, that's true. Um, I, I was been friends with a guy named Peter Hamill, who is, in fact, the cousin of Mark Hamill. And uh, he threw a New Year's Eve party about seven years ago. In fact, it was on the Millennium. And he didn't tell anybody. This was, like, the major surprise. But right at midnight... Um, him and his girlfriend got married in front of all of us at this party. And uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, but Mark did not attend. Did the girlfriend know she was getting married? She knew. And before that, we heard... I didn't know, but it was funny because it was like... Uh, sorry to interrupt, but... Um, no, this is important. This was, impor- it was important to Peter. <laughs> we were standing... I went outside and I was like looking at the stars or whatever right before midnight. And Peter ma- came out and he's like... Come on back in. Just just come on back in, James. You know, get, get with the crowd. We're going to have a little celebration and, you know, we want you in there. And I was like, I was like, okay, sure, you know. But he made sure that everybody was in there cuz he knew what was up, but we didn't. And before we heard the awkward stage, we heard some cat butt. 
And was that your first band, Cat Butt? Were you in a band called False Liberty too? No. <laughs> um, Vic Hart, our drummer, was in the fa- False Liberty. What was False Liberty? I never saw him, um, and he's not here to speak for himself, but apparently they, they were some sort of uh, hardcore, Seattle hardcore band, kind of maybe hardcore straight edge, I'm not sure, but the guy who ended up playing an engine kid and, and is now in Sun, you know that band Sun, I don't, I don't say Sun O, because I guess that's incorrect, but he runs that, uh, what's the name of that label, um that stoner rock label i can't even remember the name of it but whatever label they're on i can't remember the guy's name <laughs> but but vic and him are old friends and neither one of them drinks so um they have something in common catbot we heard what particular song now, did we hear from catbot what can you say about the song free bass free bass by <laughs> catbot that should tell you the difference between vic and me you know where <laughs> our past traveled but um and you were not the singer in catbot were you nope no i in fact i've been in two bands that put out records um where i was not the singer i was just the lead guitar player tonight you were the singer of the bug nasties so. yes yeah the bug nasties is is my chance to really sing because that's a big part of what I do in this band. So you were saying Catbot played with everyone. However, I was curious, didn't you coin the term grunge? Wasn't it due to Catbot? Um, I didn't. <laughs> but uh, didn't the band coin the term? David Dewey, who was the lead singer of Catbot, he used to write Catbot Moto Grunge on our posters and paraphernalia. And I don't know if you take the moto off and you can say that he coined it, but, uh, you know, he definitely put it on the posters, but I, I am not certain that he's the first person that ever used that word to describe heavy guitars. Um, I really don't know. <laughs> if people are looking for cat button in history out there, you're not in the movie Singles, but you make an appearance in the movie Hype indirectly in the 12 Degrees of Separation type way, don't you? Yeah, well, um, Kim Thale said um, in a scene where he's being interviewed that there were two bands. He didn't say two bands. He just mentioned two bands that were unsung, that were worth checking out. And he said Malfunction, and he also said 64 Spiders. And that was the band I was in before Cat Butt, where I sang and played guitar like I'm doing now. So um, I'm basically taking 360-degree turn back to where I started with this band. And Catbutt has never been reissued on CD, but hopefully soon. Um, it's never been reissued on CD. And it probably never will be. And it probably be. never will be because uh, it's in a hidden vault underneath uh, the mansion of uh, Jonathan Foster, Ponham and Kane the third. However, you can hear some cat butt on the Sub Pop 2000 reissue, right? Uh, is it 2000? I don't know. Was is it 2000, 200? <laughs> I don't know. It was 200 when it came out, okay. but maybe it's up to 2000 now. It's been a long time. It's, it's the only music that I still get paid for, let's put it that way, which is nice because Nirvana happened to be on the same record. So thank you, Kurt, wherever you are. Right now, we have some other stuff that you've brought out, James and the Bugs Nasties, playing tonight at the Railway Club. The Manipulators, Duval Star, the Bug Nasties, the Londro Knots at the Railway Club. We have some Ike and Tina Turner 
coming up here on a Nerdwater Human Survey Radio Show. Do what it. Did you say about this particular track? Some Ike. You made sure that I said the word Ike in here, right? Not just Tina, right? Well, especially since Ike is no longer with us, we need to pay the man some respect. You know, he's had a hard life. <laughs> I don't want to talk to the girl till I ain't home. He's not home. Thank you. Don't you lie, don't you lie to me. Don't lie, don't you lie, don't you lie to me. Don't you lie, don't you lie to me. If you don't want me, tell me not to phone every time. I'll call you on the phone.
picture painted blue That's slightly reminiscent of you
you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we still, still, still have in the studio here today? You still, still, still have Brother James from the Bug Nasties. Playing tonight at the Railway Club in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Yep, that's right. With the Londro Knots, Duval Star, and the Manipulators. And we heard a bit of your rock and roll past there. What did we hear, James? Uh, that last song was a song called The Loust, which was the first single by the last, well, not the last, but one of the last bands I was in, uh, The Sinister Six. Who, if you were in Seattle last weekend, you would have heard, right? If people were in Seattle, they would have heard The Sinister Six? Yeah, they would have. If they showed up at uh, Studio 66 on Saturday, they would have seen us play. A special reunion show. You don't do many of them. No, that was the f- second reunion that we've done since uh, 99 when we stopped playing. And who exactly is in the Sinister Six versus who's in the Bug Nasties and who is in Cat Butt? And how does Tom Price of Gas Huff for you men fit into everything? Well, he's Tom Price is basically my Yoda. OK, <laughs> he's somebody I've known since 1984 who, you know, I trust and and he means a lot to me he's basically like a brother you know um i was a huge human fan when i was a kid and that's how i met him and he's been there every step of the way like supporting me and you know he helped form cat butt by playing bass in cat butt when we first started and charlie ryan from the human played drums and so the first six months of cat butt um tom was in the band and he basically recruited me into the band by asking me if i wanted to do it and i when i found out he was involved i was like hell yeah um tom did the first review 64 spiders ever got and uh after um helping get cat butt off the ground i mean a couple of times he sat in on guitar when uh our first guitar player before Danny, Mike, was uh, having problems with um, um, some medication that he was uh, pilfering from certain drug stores in the Seattle area and then cooking and shooting up into his arm. So um, thank God Tom was there. And then uh, after Cat Butt um, um, went its merry way, um, Tom helped the sinister six by producing our first records including the one we just heard and tom helped me on this bug nasties record he plays farfisa oregon on it and him and i um mixed it together is he in a band now is he in your band is he playing tonight at the railway club (laughs) no he is not (laughs) uh tom occasionally will sit in with us he's not a full-time member of the bug nasties because um Tom's got two kids, and uh, he's been battling uh, Parkinson's disease for a few years now, so he can't really travel. But Tom is, you know, he, he's a warrior, and he, just like Patty Smythe, you know, that song. You know. <laughs> he's on the attack. <laughs> he's on the attack. He, he, um, he has a new band called the, the Tom Price Desert Classic, and he's got two of his buddies from Gasuffer in the band and Martin Bland, who was in Monkey Wrench. and uh, The goat? The goat. And, and the guys from Gasuffer, uh, Matt Wright and Don Blackstone and Joe Kilborn playing bass, and Tom is singing and playing lead guitar. And, you know, he's doing it. 
And and he played uh, Farfisa with us last month when we played with the Black Hollies too. And that was hot. I mean, and Tom's going to record on the single. So you know, Tom may you may not always see Tom with the Bug Nasties, but he's there. And speaking of attack, we had the attack before the Sinister Six. Yep. Who were the attack? They were this English psych mod band from London back in '66 to '68, who I discovered just recently. Picked up the CD and totally fell in love with it, especially that you know the fuzz drive and the kind of mystical psych lyrics. And uh, it's about wizards and orcs. Yeah, wizards, orcs, and, and thank you orcs. for guiding me through the <laughs> ending of the song too, the way it faded down and came back up. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, everybody was hanging out with Sid Barrett and, you know, doing LSD. So they had to represent it on uh, vinyl. And before that, Ike and Tina Turner from 1964 or so. Yeah. Tell her I'm not home. Which was which was Ike being Ike. James from the Bug Nasties, you being around the Seattle scene all these years and understanding all sorts of Seattle stuff. What can you say about the band Green Apple Quick Step? Um, well... Because did they not turn into the briefs? Green Apple Quick Step turned into the briefs? Well, it's funny that you mention that because Green Apple Quick Step was a band that actually rehearsed in the same studio as the Sinister Six when we first started. And we, we were in this studio that was also a recording studio, but you could rent rooms in there when they weren't recording music, so there was a, a glass booth in between the bands, and you could watch the other band rehearse while you rehearsed. And I used to see them in there. And, yeah, I mean, they were, like, little kind of, like, glam rocker-type guys, Stevie Brief and Dan, and, you know, now he totally... Both of those guys just totally, like, reached into their English 77 roots and changed. They're all good musicians, I think. So Green Apple, Green I think Apple, Stevie writes that, great songs. They had a major label deal, like they had the real deal going, didn't they? The big major label thing, didn't they? Them and like a hundred other bands at that time, it, you know, except any band I was in. But it, it just seemed like you didn't have any sniffs. Nobody came by. Hell no. I mean, even even being on Sub Pop back then was just like being on a dinky little label. But keeping in the game all these years provided you opportunities to play with the Morlocks. Did you play with the band the Morlocks? Did the Bug Nasties yes. play with the Morlocks? That's good homework. We sure did. That was uh, Budget Rock 4, I believe, or 3. It was in 2004. Maybe it was Budget Rock 3. This was in San Francisco. You played yeah. with the legendary Morlocks, whose singer apparently Leighton had been... R.I.P., but then actually turned up alive, from what I understand. Yeah. Like, people thought he, he was gone, but he came back to Morlocks. He Morlocks from the grave. Well, he's actually the only Morlock that's still in the band. <laughs> but Leighton's one of those guys kind of like, well, sort of like the Bug Nasties, where basically whoever backs you up is is a Bug Nasty. And How did they go over? They were amazing. I loved them. And, and you know, the, all the guys were just dudes from L.A., but they knew those songs. Who was the mystery band that played that night? It said plus mystery band. Was there a mystery band that played? It's crime. That was the mystery band. Mm -hmm. And how was that? How many original members are in crime? And did they still wear the suits they, and the cop outfits? They wore well. They wore um, like prison sort of outfits, kind of, or, or like like mechanic outfits, I guess. Overalls and uh, the only it was. Three of the four original members and Mike Lucas playing bass. From Seattle, Washington, 
The Bug Nasties, playing tonight at the Railway Club, also from Seattle, Washington, at one time was a legendary club called The Crocodile, now gone. All gone, yep. Not leveled, though. Ready for another club to move in? Or condominiums or <laughs> or turn it into a sushi restaurant. It's still there with tons of graffiti on the windows. But, um, you know, it's funny. Um, I had the last show I played at the Crocodile before Geezer Fest was 95 with Rocket from the Crypt. And I hadn't been able to hit that stage in years. So I guess... You know, besides many other things, Geezer Fest was an opportunity to play that place again because it had turned into Indie Rock Central. And deal with their amazing sound man, the sound man from the Croc. He'd been there for years, always wearing those big, big headphones. Big Jim. Who's, who's not big anymore. He lost a ton of weight. He looks good. Also, <laughs> bomb shelter videos. Whatever happened to bomb shelter videos? <laughs> Frank the Clown? I have no idea. <laughs> I just remember cutting the... A, a, a bumper for them when I was in Cat Butt and we Frank used to um shoot the show from his apartment and we actually sat on his couch and said bomb shelter videos really loud and they kept playing that that announcement for a year it was a great show though and we could get it in Vancouver British Columbia Canada was it popular down there in Seattle except for when Frank would play the Klingons which was his own band Oh, but right, no, from no, Alaska. Yeah, I've no, seen that LP, the Psychedelic Skeletons <laughs> and the Klingons. Yeah, Psychedelic Skeletons. That's my friend David Beckley, who, um, great guy. Who From Alaska. Yeah, he's from Alaska, too. You also played with the band Nudity, didn't you? You guys did a gig with the band Nudity. Yeah, in Austin, Texas. Nudity featuring some tight bros from way back when. At least one type, bro. Was there a sitar in that band? I'm trying to determine this. Not when we played with them. Hmm, okay. But I did get to use uh, their gear and uh, played through an orange amp and some big Morley pedal that Dave, the guitar player, loaned me. The last time you played in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, was courtesy to Gem Gallery. You played with the Dish Rags. We sure did, and the Furies. There was a review of that gig. Did you check out the review of that gig? Mm Mm-hmm. Where it said, quote, the Bug Nasties were Malcolm McLaren fronting the commitments. Yeah, yeah, that Ferdy dude wrote it. <laughs> what it but, That's almost like a compliment, isn't yeah. it? Well, I guess uh, physically I bear some resemblance to Malcolm McLaren <laughs> rather than the lead singer for the commitments. Well, thanks very much for coming out to the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show here today. James from The Bug Nasties playing tonight at the Railway Club with Duval Star, the Laundro Knots, the Manipulators, all part of Mike's birthday party. And if somebody would like to win a free ticket, we have two free tickets to go see The Bug Nasties tonight. 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR if you'd like to win some free tickets to go see the Bug Nasties, The Manipulators, Duval Star, and The Laundronauts tonight at the Railway Club in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, 604-822-2487. And we're going to end on a few songs that are near and dear to you. In fact, we're going to end with some Bug Nasties. Yeah, let's end with some Bug Nasties. Let's see. Um, do these people that get these tickets, they can just call and get them automatically, or do they have to say something special to win? I think we'll just at the point where if they just phone up and they show up and they breathe and or they have a pulse. if you just show up and breathe, you get, to, you get in, which is pretty special because it's Mike's birthday. So you people who get in free at least wish the guy happy birthday, for God's sakes. That's 604-822-2487, 604-UBCCITR. So what are we going to play right now? The Bug Nasties followed up by the Fleur de Lis. 
We're going to play a song called Soul Dance Number 999. And this this was the quote that Gareth had said earlier, dance like you've never been hit. Well, this is what I'm talking about. Soul Dance Number 999. And then after that, the Fleur de Lis. What can you say about the Fleur de Lis? Le Fleur de Lis. Um, the Fleur de Lis song called TikTok um, about... You better watch out or you just might end up a rodent. And you're another freak beat English band from the mid-60s as well. Yeah, and and the only consistent member of the band was the drummer, and Jimmy Page actually played lead guitar on a bunch of their stuff. But not particularly this recording. No. No, he was already um, hanging out with Page and with Robert Plant and those guys by then. Have you covered any of these songs at all? Catching Mud Sharks. Have you guys in Vancouver, BC, Canada? I think the shark was actually bought here, I think. No, that was in Seattle at the Edgewater Inn. But I think they bought the shark here and then they brought it to Seattle. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, the wives' tale was that they they flung some, like, makeshift uh, fishing line and actually caught it in the sound. But uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe it was the lobster <laughs> they bought here. But it was on the Herman's Hermits tour. We do know that. And it did pass through Vancouver. You know, Vancouver, Seattle, very mm. close together there. Have you covered any of these songs in The Bug Nasties or Sinister Six? Uh, the Bug Nasties do a song called So Come On by Le Fleur de Lis, which we're not playing right now. But uh, that's another great tune that has some really cool guitar playing that I suspect is one James Page well, thanks so much, Brother James, for coming out to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. If you'd like to win some free tickets tonight to the Railway Club to see the Bug Nasties, the Manipulators, Duval Star, and the Laundro Knots. Well, thanks so much, James. Keep on rocking in the free world. And right do, on. do 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 Thank you, Nardwar. do 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 Almost. do 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 do
「おどりつづけていたい夜なのさ」